welcome to our podcast, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem Laced with Morality, where all authors and experts are invited to share, learn, and together make this a better world where light pierces through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Well, I'm excited about our guest today. I know I always say that, but I mean it. And I'm getting to hang out with the Ashley Early. You heard it. She's early. Um, I had the honor of meeting her through um, her publicist, Mickey Mickelson. And she grew up in Georgia, where she spent where she spent a lot of her time running wild in the woods of her backyard, building forts to create her own fantasy worlds, obsessing over books and experimenting with her writing. Today, she lives in Colorado with her dog, and she still spends lots of time devouring books um, that she can get her hands on, writing and editing for her clients at Early Editing LLC. Um, In May of 2021, she graduated with distinction from the University of Colorado Boulder, receiving a BA in English with an emphasis in creative writing. She also enjoys snowboarding, exploring, annoying her dog. Oh, that's too funny. Uh, constantly eating chocolate, a girl after my own heart, and sharing her writing adventures on Instagram. Her thriller slash suspense short story, Chasing Here of Gold, won first place in the 2016 Writer's Digest Popular Fiction Awards. As a writer, she leans into fantasy or horror due to her love of all things creepy. As an editor, she loves a little bit of everything, Give her that steamy, forbidden romance. Give her vampires. I know I have a thing for vampires too. Or even that young lovey-dovey stuff with all the twists and turns. You can um, visit her. We'll talk more about that. But you can visit her at www.ashley, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-E-A-R-L-E-Y.com for her professional book editing services. And we're going to talk about that. Um, at the tail end of our interview. But um, Ashley, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're here. How's the weather out there in uh, Colorado? It is really gross today, actually. It is has been raining for like the last two days, and mm-hmm. it's muggy and gross, so it's like a sweatpants and hot coffee kind of day. Wow. Yeah, because usually Colorado... Uh, you know, they say sometimes if you don't like the weather, you know, wait, wait an hour or so it'll change. Oh, <laughs> so no, that know. is entirely true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, you're enjoying a steamy, a hot, steamy day like us over here in Florida. But but on a whole different, um, whole different topic. So are you friends with other authors? And, and if so, how did they help you become a better writer? So I wouldn't say that I have many author friends. Uh, My Mm -hmm. best friend and critique partner is Elise Klein on Instagram, but she hasn't published anything yet. Kind of pushing her in that direction. Yeah. Um, So hopefully calling her out on here will make her hurry up and publish and finish (laughs) the book that she's working on. Oh, wow. Um, So for a year, we've... uh, met on Instagram years ago. She actually lives in Georgia and we met okay. right after I moved to Colorado. So okay. for the last several years, we've just been each other's critique partners and have been just talking about writing and 
being just chat chit chatting for the last several years because we graduated around the same time and kind of stopped writing and then got yeah. back into it very recently <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that you have um, this ongoing relationship with another author and someone who's giving you feedback just lends to how important it is to establish some form of a writing community, you know, even if it is one other person. So thank you for sharing that. So, yeah, so it's now it's important to have someone to push you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so now in terms of your, your books, um, are you looking for, for each of your books to stand on its own or are you trying to, to build a body of work with connections between each book? I'm for right now, I want each book to be able to stand on its own. I do have plans for a potential overlap um, mm-hmm. with my upcoming suspense horror novel, Heart of Skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have another project that's kind of knocking at my creative brain right now. So it's oh. kind of demanding attention first. So I might have to write that one first before I uh, play with another horror novel. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. What, so t- do you mind telling us a little bit about that other idea? Uh, it involves dragons and a fantasy world. So it's completely different from the book that I have coming out <laughs> soon. Yeah. Because that's a, a completely different genre. So that's kind of where I'm like dabbling. And I don't want to say too much because I kind of feel yeah. like that jinx is my creation. <laughs> oh, no. I know. I love dragons. Were you? A, are you a Game of Thrones kind of girl? No, I okay. could not. I'm too. There's too many triggers in that show for me yeah. to be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down and watch. <laughs> yeah, but I do know that the world building is fantastic in that show and the books. Yes, it is. Yeah, the writing is 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 absolutely incredible, and I understand because there's certain parts that I can't I can't do it. But the yeah. dragons, it was all about yes. the dragons. For, <laughs> for I wanted my own dragon. I'm not gonna lie. I do. I, I do want to. I do want my own dragon. There's, there's yeah, that. that's like the draw. That would be like the one thing I would watch <laughs> Game of Thrones for is just the dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so how how is working on this? So do so you said so when is your book scheduled to to come out or has it come out? Uh, so my I have two uh, author guidebooks out mm-hmm. uh, right now, and then my suspense horror novel Heart of Skulls releases October third. Okay. So right. just a few more months. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how did publishing the first book change your process of writing or did it? Uh, that There were nonfiction. So that kind of, it didn't really change anything, but yeah. I would say that with this book that's coming out, I've, the passion for writing has been rekindled and I really, really like, that's just what I want to do right now is just, mm-hmm sit down and write because it's been a long time since I've had that passion it kind of just like after I graduated college it kind of just fizzled out a little bit with my job and everything so I just Mm kind of put it on the back burner and now I really really want to start writing again and deciding to publish Heart of Skulls kind of just propelled that forward for me yeah so so let me ask you this I see that you um, you have your company in editing. Do you work? Do you have another job on top of that? No, I'm a full time editor with okay. really editing. So I have two other editors working under me and give them projects, scheduling, and 
I handle all the communication and stuff and I focus on developmental editing while they do proofreading and line editing for the most part. Okay, you're like me. I love the I love content and developmental editing. That's my like we can do we can do the line editing the we can, but I love the other part, right? That's and yeah. then people yeah. And then I have friends who love the line edit so it's just yeah that's that's exactly how it works because i i love the content side of things and picking the story apart and then my other one of my other editors she is only she only wants to do line edits she doesn't want anything else (laughs) that is where she rocks (laughs) yeah yeah that's right we have to go where we shine right so okay that's wow so so i because i i could get i understand i could totally get that a lot of times you get bogged down with projects. You're more worried about getting other people's books ready and going than your own. And, and yes. sometimes your own um, drive, your own books can get lost. I totally get that. Mm. Yeah. So my stuff has kind of been put on the back burner because I'm so, my focus with starting my company has been to just help writers go from writer to published author. And that has been my focus and my goal the last few years so being able to do my own thing and publish my own book to kind of be like yes you can do it too has been very very nice so are are you doing are you going the self-publishing route or are you going traditional self-publishing okay and it so did you also uh get an agent or no no with self-publishing it's all just just you so I didn't even try to do the traditional publishing with this book. I don't, that's just okay. went straight to self-publishing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, self-publishing has changed a lot. This, you know, I, my first book was, was um, also indie published and, and um, I work for traditional publishers. My next book is going to be traditionally published, but there are, there are pros and cons about, about all, you know, all ways that you publish, you know, but yeah, what there are. You, yeah. <laughs> For you, uh, what was the best money that you've ever spent as an author? I would say, like not to be biased, but I would definitely say it would be my editor. I actually just got my edits back yesterday, so I have to do those now and get them back to her. Um, But I would say the edits and then my book cover from Moon Press because everybody that has seen that cover is just like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. And I'm just buying it for the cover sometimes. Oh, wow. <laughs> or they want multiple copies to have, you know, like the, the ebook, but then they also want the book on their shelf. So they'll get yeah. the physical copy too. Mm-hmm. So I would say the cover has been also fantastic. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. So your editor and your graphic artist. Okay. Those are, yeah, that's, that's excellent. Uh, okay. So here's a fun question. Um, and especially now that we've talked about dragons and all that. But as an author, what would you choose as your mascot, avatar, spirit, or spirit animal? Oh my gosh. I would have to say my dog, Nova. She has <laughs> always been my mascot and always will be my mascot. She is passed out on the rug right next to me, <laughs> just watching me and waiting for me to be done so she can be taken on a walk. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I totally love it. Yeah, I'm a dog person too. And then, okay, going on to a more serious uh, question. What does literary success look like to you? I have always said that I'll know when I've made it, when readers 
make fan art or fan fiction for my book. Oh. However, considering that my the uh, my upcoming novel is about serial killer, I don't really uh. think that I want to see any fan fiction or fan art for this one. <laughs> oh, so okay. maybe yeah. hold off until the fantasy or spice book comes out after. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then, what have you found uh, to be the best way to market? Market yourself. As- market your books. Yeah, as cliche as it is, I have to say that social media is the best way to market yourself in any way, especially as an author. TikTok is huge, and that's where most of my pre-orders have come from, actually, oh. since oh. I've been posting a lot more about my book. Really? Um, but my TikTok, yeah, it's been wild. The last couple of days that I've posted videos, they've just kind of skyrocketed. Wow. But, um, and then my peeps over on Instagram, they are super supportive too. Yeah. Um, but I would say that it's about like immersing yourself in the writing and reading community um, on social media and kind of being active with everyone on there. Because yeah, I was going to ask you, how did you build a comprehensive platform on Instagram and TikTok? So social media is the most complicated thing ever and I still don't entirely understand their algorithms and everything else that goes on and goes into that stuff but uh, it's definitely like posting things that are going to catch attention of course but I uh-huh. post things that I would stop and watch so if I, I love like memeable moments with like writing yeah. or with books so like I if anything is funny I'm going to stop and watch it if it pertains to writing advice or editing advice, I'm going to stop and watch it. And I would think that other writers would as well. So okay. I'll take those relatable, funny, and advice videos and I'll kind of do the same thing with my platform. So I'll do like funny things related to my book, even though it's about a serial killer and probably shouldn't be funny. <laughs> um, but it's like the like goofy publishing things. And then if I'm looking to give writer's advice via early editing i will post a video with you know self-help advice or uh writing advice and uh self-editing advice to help them along in their journey okay so give yeah giving advice okay so so was it difficult to develop your presence on these platforms Yes, I cannot. I love Instagram, but I hate Instagram because it's so hard to grow on there. And Uh TikTok is a little easier and it's a lot more fun to like talk to people on like book talk and in the writer community on there. But Instagram has made it so impossible to like grow on their platform. (laughs) But I love posting Uh photos, but like Mm -hmm. I feel like they don't go anywhere. So TikTok Uh is like my favorite platform right now. Oh, wow. So what advice would you give to anyone who's trying to develop their presence on TikTok? Uh, Interacting with comments is a big one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that that's more important right now than even like using popular audio that's trending and stuff right now. As long as you're communicating and talking with your audience or even commenting on someone else's video, those are going to get that's going to build your platform and help you get more attention. Okay. And do you, do you do separate? Well, you said you do lots of pictures on Instagram, but do you do, do you ever repurpose 
you're a reel or something like that for let's say Instagram and TikTok or you you do completely different things no so I'll definitely repurpose it I'll anything mm-hmm. I post on my TikTok will usually show up on my Instagram at some point okay because <laughs> okay, it's gotcha. just I don't I don't have the time or the energy to do two different platforms (laughs) like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about Twitter? Do you, do you bother with Twitter? I used to be active on Twitter, but since it's kind of crashed and burned, I'm not really present (laughs) on there anymore. Ah, it's not that. I mean, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, so, okay, switching gears again a little bit, um, since you do multiple genres, you know, including nonfiction, what kind of research do you do and how long do you spend researching before beginning a project? Definitely depends on the project. If I'm doing uh, anything that's pertaining to nonfiction and advice for authors, I will spend a long, long time researching and making sure that everything is cohesive and flows and the research is accurate to the time. Like for example, I do have a book out that's about how to launch your book and how to use social media to launch it. Um, It's called a writer's guide to launching a book. And it kind of takes every social media platform that's out there right now and popular right now. So like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, like we've talked about and Mm -hmm. how to, build your platform and what to post to build up to your book launch and then yeah so but with my horror book heart of skulls i would say that it i watch i watch a lot of true crime so that was probably that was the most of my (laughs) research to write this book um yeah so that was it's kind of just depends on what uh what you're writing what i'm writing i guess for what I'm going to research and how long I'm going to research. <laughs> okay. Yeah. True crime. Oh my gosh. How do you sleep? Oh, like a baby. <laughs> I'm it doesn't bother you? No, I, I've watched it for so long that I'm literally one of those girls that puts uh, like true crime doc on their phone and falls asleep to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you're worried about Game of Thrones? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, that, oh, you're tough. No defense for that one. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So then, so tell me a little bit about, um, right, because you write, don't you write about characters from the opposite sex? Yes. So Scott is my main character for Heart of Skulls, and Mm -hmm. he was actually the first character like male character that I've written from a male perspective. So that was stressful to write, but more so because I was writing a deranged character more so than like a male character. Cause I did, I did have my boyfriend to help me with like critiquing and making sure I was accurately portraying the male voice. Right. But more than anything, I was like, I want to make sure that he's, like deranged but I don't sound like I sounded misogynistic for sure because he's supposed to be (laughs) but that was more more where the stress came from making sure I sounded crazy enough and had a crazy narrative than writing from the opposite sex (laughs) oh I see okay so you have the double whammy you're a guy and then you 
especially if you're not crazy and then you've got to write about how crazy, crazy people think, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Getting into their heads. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I had to watch all those true okay, crime documentaries. <laughs> oh, I see. Hmm. Okay. I get it. It was all research. Oh, uh-huh. most, okay. yeah, most of it. Yeah. So then how, like about how many hours a day, or, or I don't even know if that's how you look at it. Cause some people think um, a week or a month, or they think more of a word count. How do you, how do you dedicate time each day to write? Right now I don't. <laughs> so most, and that's because most of my hours go to my job. So yeah. with running my company or early editing LLC, I'm, helping writers polish their work and helping them achieve their publishing goals. Uh, and have been, that's been my focus for the last two years, more so than doing that for myself. <laughs> okay, got it. But this is the first time I'm more focusing on writing and being an author and promoting myself as such. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more of a struggle, but I definitely want to get into that side of things more than uh, focusing on the editing. I would like to be able to like, step back a little bit while Mm -hmm. still helping writers with their stress and everything and making sure their book is good. I want to be able to dedicate time to writing for myself as well. Just kind of figuring out that balance right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And then what period, what period of life do you find you write about most often? Are your characters usually children or teenagers or young adults or older adults? So Heart of Skulls is the first adult novel I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Most of my other projects have been young adult. Um, but I think as I've aged and I've dabbled in those genres, I've kind of went from, I like the young adult genre, but I also want to yeah. play with more mature like themes and ideas. Okay. So I would say like if I'm, if I'm going to write fantasy, I'll probably stay in the young adult realm. But yeah. when it comes to horror, because I know I'm going to, write another horror novel for sure yeah um i'm gonna stay keep that in the adult realm <laughs> okay okay yes yeah, so do uh do the things you write about ever scare you oh i've definitely disturbed myself <laughs> with this book i mean like i've had to like i've had to step away for like a day yeah. or two because i was yeah. like oh, okay i can't believe that that thought came to mind so i'm just gonna like right. take a break <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great it. idea. Like uh-huh. I have to like put a pin in that person. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then how do you go about selecting the names of your characters? I am terrible with names. Okay. So my strategy for years has been to look through baby name lists online. Oh, okay. And to just like pick ones that I like for the story. And yeah. then I'll like, play the elimination game until I settle on a name. Okay. Well, at least you have an approach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't, I cannot do names at all. Like, it's terrible. Like, I I just can't. Like, even my dog, Nova, I mean, I had to, I had to scroll through baby names for a while before I came (laughs) up with her name. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's a great name, by the way. I love Nova. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's my, she's my girl. Yeah. Now, if if you could, if you could write full time for a living, and that's it, would you and why? Absolutely, I would write full time. Um, I feel like I just have a lot of projects that I could 
like ones that I've written that I could dig up and play with and rewrite and then be able to publish those. But I also have a lot of new ideas that are just kind of like playing around in my head and waiting for me to have the time to sit down and get them on paper. <laughs> so I feel like I would definitely be a full-time author if I could. Yeah. If you could. Wow. Okay. Maybe That's one day. Good to know. <laughs> one day. You never one know. Day. Yeah. Now, what about book reviews? Is that something that you read? And then if you do, how do you deal with the good or bad ones? So I don't have any reviews for Heart of Skulls yet. My arcs go out in a couple weeks. Um, Uh So the only reviews I've been able to look at are the ones for my guidebooks for writers. Mm -hmm. And I definitely looked at those reviews and have kept up with those reviews because I want to take in that criticism and make sure that those books are helpful to writers mm-hmm. and, you know, change things where I can if they feel like that they're not getting enough information or if they're not understanding one concept or another. I definitely okay. want to know that and be able to go back in and rewrite something and then put it back out again. Okay. Um, so I definitely look at those and I take in the bad reviews. The good reviews for those, I kind of just skim over because I'm like, I'm looking for feedback on what I can do better with this book or the next book uh, for to help with writers to help writers in their process that's a good this is a very healthy approach yeah I like that idea yeah and I'm so, sure it'll be different when my fiction book comes oh, out yeah that's a whole <laughs> different yeah yeah I, probably won't look at, yeah I probably won't look at any reviews at all because that's what I've heard <laughs> from other writers who are like don't do it oh man so what for your other genres like the horror and the fantasies um, do you do you hide secrets only a few people will find in your books? Maybe. Oh. I more so include things for my satisfaction, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. for example, Ted Bundy had a tan 1968 Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. And my and my my main characters in Heart of Skulls. I have them driving a red Volkswagen Beetle. Um, oh. And that was me kind of just like inserting stuff that I knew from documentaries that I've watched yeah. about Ted Bundy. And I hope that other uh, like true crime junkies will catch on to that. But that was like more for my satisfaction than anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's oh, okay. That's cool. I have to look for that. And, and about how long does it take you to write a book? Uh, it could be anywhere from three months to seven months to write and finish a book. Okay. It's, I'm not as fast as like other people. I've heard that like some people will finish a book in like a month. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they do it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's well, too, that's too, well, sounds too stressful. Yeah. It's, yeah. So from, since you're self-published from start to finish, like how long does it take you from conception to publication usually? I would say with this one, it took longer. Uh, I pl- I decided to publish about a year ago now. And since then, I've kind of just like slowly put things together. Um, so other than that, with my guidebooks, I've been able, I was able to write those in three months and then get them on KDP and Amazon and all that within like maybe two months. It's like nothing. Okay. So less... Let, about half a year, I would say that the guidebooks took to pub- publish and put up there. But yeah. fiction, there's a lot more 
to that and a lot more editing involved and <laughs> all of yeah. that stuff so I think yeah. you know it depends on every writer I've heard that some people can publish within three months <laughs> yeah it just yeah. yeah it all depends yeah well, yeah. well I cannot believe that we have come to the end of our time together it has been really fun to hang out with a, another suspense thriller lover uh, and a dog lover and um yeah so i'd really love for you to let our listeners know how to connect with you yeah so you can reach me as uh ashley underscore early spelled a-s-h-l-e-y that underscore and then e-a-r-l-e-y on all social media platforms and then my website is www.ashleyearly.com spelled that same way <laughs> yeah. and then if you're looking for me as an editor it's earlyediting.com spelled e-a-r-l-e-y <laughs> yeah. early you know, with an e trips people up <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow well thank you so much for um, hanging out with us it's been a blast I know our um, listeners have learned so much and those who need editing, now they have another um, avenue to go down um, in terms of what uh, you offer. And I, I think it's always fun to connect with an editor who's actually an author because that doesn't always happen. So um, yeah, that's, there's that. Um, <laughs> but, but in the meantime, uh, listeners, don't forget to pierce through the darkness with the spoken and written word. Hey friends, I just stopped by to tell you about what's going on in my writing life. I've completed the prequel to my novel, A Fifth of the Story. I'll tell you about that later, but A Fifth of the Story is actually debuting February 27th, 2024. It's coming out through Endgame Press and the imprint Harambi. Really excited about working with the folks over there. And I'm loving this novel so much that I decided to continue to be friends with the characters and just let them live out their lives in the next couple of books. More on that. One of my favorite characters is Brock O'Reilly. He's a deeply layered character. And if you know me, you'll know that I'm a born storyteller and I write with a fine touch, got a sharp eye for detail. That's why I I like to ask a lot of questions, but I've got a real firm grasp on the complexity of human relationships and also the delicacy of the intel agency and how they operate. But Brock is someone who is really sophisticated, really smart, really into his friendships and protective about them and the people he loves. But he's got a really dark secret that he hopes no one finds out about. And when you read the book, you'll find out why he wants no one to know. Throughout this novel, there are also people that I absolutely adore. There's Shugs, there's Pang, there's Patty, there's Dr. Harper. Their snake, who he's a bad guy. But looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this novel, and I can't wait to get it out there because it's with incredible empathy and candor that I tackle lots of 
issues in my in, in my novel. I tackle race and privilege and prejudice and justice and compassion and secrecy and loyalty, all that rich stuff. So can't wait to share a fifth of the story with the world.